is Cam Newton once said, I'm back. It's been a while. It's been about a month. But I am back. Josh is back. Host of Unbothered. I'm excited to be back. A lot has happened in the past month, even wrapping up with this wild card weekend, going into the divisional round. Today, I'm going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers, Sean Payton, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, Lamar Jackson, Greg Roman, Brandon Staley, Jim Harbaugh. Great show. A lot to talk about. I'm excited to be back. Let's start off with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, as you know, was eliminated by my Detroit Lions in the final game of the NFL regular season game 272, and it was beautiful. Now Aaron Rodgers taking his time to make his decision, but what that means is he's just or uh, holding the Green Bay Packers hostage. That's all that means. But yesterday, or two days ago, he's on the Pat McAfee show, and he said he could still win MVP in the right situation. Now, I'm going to get to that first part. He said, now, I don't know if that's in Green Bay or somewhere else. Now, let me answer the Green Bay or somewhere else question. Can he win MVP again? Sure. Anything can happen. Is it more likely to happen in Green Bay? Or 31 of the other teams? I think it's 31 of the other teams. Uh, you look at the division of the Minnesota Vikings, I think have improved. They are not that 7-9 and nine team, 8-8 eight and eight team anymore. To me, they're, I think they overachieved vastly this year, but I think they're a solid, with the team they have, they're a solid 10-win team. But 11 one-scored games is not manageable and feasible moving forward, but I'd say they're a solid 10-win team moving forward. And they have at home Aaron Rodgers' number. Then you have the Detroit Lions. Emerging, emerging from the fire, Detroit Lions. Now, I've got to say this. Uh, I know I'm not talking about the Detroit Lions today, but I just want to put this on there. Yeah, before the season, I said the Detroit Lions were going to go 7-10, Seven and ten, optimistically, maybe eight and nine. They were to miss the playoffs, but they would be a really good team. I said, "Hey, this is a building block for next year to make the playoffs, following year win the Super Bowl." Step one is correct. They overachieved, even by my estimations. They went nine and eight. A lot of people thought they should be in the playoffs. People are telling them, you know, watch out for next year. A lot of people are on my Dan Campbell train. I'm riding it. I am at the front. Of this train, a lot of people are behind me. But yeah, book it to the playoffs next year. So you have Detroit, Minnesota's possible playoff contenders, Aaron Rodgers in that division. And then you look at the team. Yes, Aaron Rodgers likes Rainville Cup. He's old. He barely played this year, didn't look good. Christian Watson is developing into a star. I don't think Romeo Dobbs is that caliber player of Christian Watson, but I think he's a good player. Then you've got Robert Tunyon, who's a good tight end, and Mercedes Lewis, who's a fossil out there. Offensive line is good. you got two good running backs in A.J. Uh, Dillon and Aaron Jones. You're riding the running backs. That's what you're doing. So Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be throwing for 4,500, 5,000 yards with the 40 touchdowns anymore. Just isn't. His QBR this year was middle of the pack. His passer rating was middle of the pack. 
Now, maybe if you put him on the Raiders where he has Devontae Adams and a lot of weapons, and hey, maybe something happens. But to me, his winning the MVP is not in this situation. Yes, it can happen in the right situation, but I do not see him winning an MVP in Green Bay. Frankly, I don't see him winning an MVP anywhere for that matter. But yes, the right situation. But to me, the perfect response was Rob Gronkowski, who called him out on it yesterday, saying that he's got the wrong mindset that, you know, Super Bowls, Trump MVP is five times worth more than MVPs. And I agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with Gronk because that's the NFL. That's what the NFL is all about. The NFL is about winning uh, winning Super Bowls. If you don't win the Super Bowl, it's an unsuccessful season. Now, you can have, you know, moral victories and things, you know, you build on. But ultimately, if you don't win the whole thing, then as Tom Brady has alluded to and the various other people, you know, there's going to be one team really happy at the end of the season and there's going to be around 31 other teams that aren't that happy. And winners get it. Losers don't get it. Aaron Rodgers is a loser. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get that Super Bowls mean more. He wants an MVP. He is an individualistic solo act. And if he could play a solo sport like tennis or golf, he would relish in it. Because he reminds me of a Novak Djokovic. Out there, quirky. He's great at what he does. Doesn't have a lot of a fan appeal of the Nadal or the Feder, where you root for those guys. They're great guys. They're friendly with the fans. They're not antagonistic. They're not controversial. And then you have Novak, who's very controversial, very opinionated, out there and weird. And that's the perfect mold of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Novak. And if he played a solo sport, it'd be great for him, but he doesn't. He plays on a 53-man roster where 11 players are out there on the field, 10 along with him. So he's not alone. And obviously he cares about MVP. He has four of them. But that's what he wants to be remembered for because when we talk about Tom Brady, we say seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP. Peyton Manning, two-time Super Bowl MVP uh, or Super Bowl champion. John Elway. Super Bowl champion, Terry Bradshaw for Joe Montana for. So, there you have that. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. Eli Manning has won more Super Bowls. Like I said, Peyton Manning has won more Super Bowls. Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, John Elway. A lot of players. Have one more Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger has one more Super Bowls. Uh, he's more on the level of the one-time Super Bowl winners, the Joe Flacco's of the world, the Drew Brees of the world. That's more Aaron Rodgers style. Now, is he a top five talent quarterback? Sure, but is he a champion? No, and it's a mindset thing. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get it. Hasn't gotten it for the past 10 years. And that's why he crumbles in the biggest situations. Uh, he is, to me, a loser at heart. And in the biggest games, 
He loses. I mean, you look at the last three meaningful games for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And when I say last three meaningful games, I mean one, the first one, the 2020 NFC Championship game. In the fourth quarter, you need Aaron Rodgers to have a game-winning drive, have a couple great possessions in the fourth quarter, to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're the favorite. You're at home. You're the one seed. What does he do? He's 4 for 11, 54 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a 52.8 passer rating. Can I interest you in that? Is that what you want from your quarterback in the fourth quarter? Not, not. He's not that guy. Let's fast forward to 2021. Coming off a great season, back-to-back MVP now, divisional round against San Francisco, had the first round by, now he's playing San Francisco. He's down me, a game-winning drive for Aaron, you know, to seal this game, to not let them get the ball back. Fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers, four for seven, only 17 yards in the fourth quarter. Again, no touchdowns, no interceptions, 62 passer rating. Can I interest you in that? Let's we go back. Let's rewind the clocks. Only a few weeks ago, week 18 versus Detroit. These three games, two for six in the fourth quarter, 12 measly yards, zero touchdowns, an ugly interception to my boy Kirby Joseph, a passer rating of, look at this, 2.8, about as low as you can go. Aaron Rodgers, a combined fourth quarter stats in the past three years, Playoff games on season on the line, 10 of 24, 83 yards, no touchdowns, an interception, a 34 passer rating, all at home. Aaron Rodgers is not that guy. He's not a winner. He's a loser. And he still doesn't get it. Might be a little controversial, but hey. I'm unbothered. We're all unbothered. We're all unbothered. We're all unbothered. Now let's move on to Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Now there's every... It's a Sean Payton sweepstakes right now. I'm a little tired of a Sean Payton sweepstakes myself. Uh, Very heavily rumored to go to the Broncos. Uh, You know, he's interviewed with the Panthers, the Texans, the Cardinals. But the big one here is the Broncos. And they're willing to shelve out 20 to $25 million a year, it seems like, to get Sean Payton, which to me is absurd. Absurd to get that amount of money. But they view him as a savior. Russell Wilson views him as a fixer. He can fix him. Do I think this is a good fit? I do believe they would improve. Now, a lot of people thought, including myself, the Broncos would be a lot better than they were last year. Absolute dumpster fire situation. It was terrible. The team was terrible. Russ was terrible. They have a great defense. I think that'll stay the same. They got Patrick Sertan, uh, Justin Simmons, great pieces there. Offense, they need an offensive line. Weapons, to me, are mid. They're average. Uh, I think they're good, but not great. Javante Williams, he's a star, but running back is a star. He tore his ACL, Achilles, I forget which one, but he's on the road to recovery. He'll be back better next year. Uh, that'll be a big you know, boost for them. Tim Patrick, who tore his ACL in preseason training camp, 
He'll be back. That'll help the receiving corpse as well. So I think the team will get better. Uh, you know, having the five wins this year, I think, that, you know, they'll have to sort of improve. But they're in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and the Raiders. Uh, who knows who they'll get. More on that in a minute. But Sean Payton, is he that guy? I don't know. I'm not sold on Sean Payton. I'm not. Now, I know it's hard to win the Super Bowl, but I want guys who are in the playoffs continually. Now, if you want to say Bill Belichick's an outlier, then I want Andy Reid, who has been to multiple Super Bowls, who to me is the epitome of a winner and a great coach. You know, we're a Kyle Shanahan, who's coached in multiple Super Bowls. Sean Payton is a one-and-done. And it's not like it's a one-and-done. It's missed the playoffs a lot, too. It's not like, uh, you know, at least Kyle Shanahan or uh, Andy Reid, where they're in the playoffs constantly. It's like clockwork, playoff, 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 playoff. Even if they're out, it's no good. So let's go to Sean Payton. Sean Payton, first-year coach as the Saints. First in the division, lost in the conference championship game. Great first year. Following year, misses the playoffs. Third in the division, that's weird. Even with Drew Brees, a following year. Finished last in their division. Didn't make the playoffs, so two years didn't make the playoffs. Again, Drew Brees. Then the following year, 2009, they have the great run, 13-3. and Win the Super Bowl. Now it's time to build some momentum. Following year, go to Seattle is a favorite, eleven and five. Lose them a wild card game. Then the following year, lose them a divisional round. The twenty eleven team. Now, the following year, don't make the playoffs again. Finish third out of the uh, four teams in the division. Then the following year, they lose them a divisional round. So so far. In, you know, that time frame of 2007 to 2013, they have made the playoffs five times, missed it three times. Okay. Then he misses the playoffs three straight years. Three straight seven and nine years between 2014 and 2016. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like those three missing the playoffs uh, right there. Then they get back to it, lose them a divisional. 2018, I believe, got robbed in the conference championship game to the Rams. Then lose them a wild card is a 13-3 and team in 2019. Uh, then lose to the divisional round to Tom Brady. And then his last year was 9-8, and missed the playoffs. So he's missed the playoffs a lot. So I know we think Sean Payton is this great coach. Uh... I just, I don't see it. I just don't see Sean Payton is the guy for the Denver Broncos to take the team to a Super Bowl. Uh, the goal is, if you're going to get paid 20 to $25 million, uh, you're viewed as a savior. You know, Sean Payton's really put it out there, assembling an all-star coaching staff. Dick Vangio is defensive coordinator. So, He's going to be expected to win a Super Bowl. So when he returns and doesn't win a Super Bowl, it's going to be viewed as a massive failure, and the stock is going to take a big hit. Does he want that? I don't know. But I don't know if I'd take the move on Sean Payton to the Broncos. 
Now, if it was a team like the Chargers, I'd make that move because the team's very good. They're ten and seven with a terrible coach. They're not seven and ten with a mess on the offense. So I'm just throwing that out there. Now moving to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unloaded today. What do I mean by that? Uh, they about fired everybody. They fired eight assistant coaches uh, today. One of those was offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, who is now gone. Their specialist coaches gone to wide receivers, coach offensive Quality coach, assistant, defensive line coach, running backs coach, quarterbacks coach, senior offensive assistant, outside linebackers coach are all gone. So pretty much they've got a lot of job openings down there in Tampa. Todd Bowles said that, you know, the team was, uh, you know, flawed, you know, not where we were at, all that good stuff. And that's why it led to all these firings. Defense, to me, was a top five unit the past two years. This year, borderline top 10. If you want to give them 10, I think more top 15. If you want to go there, middle of the pack. Offense was terrible. Now, they couldn't run the ball any of the past two years, but this year, they could not run the ball at all. Tom Brady had his work here as a quarterback uh, in recent memory. So, Byron Leftwich, is this an indictment on him or Tom? I don't think it's indictment on Tom Brady because I don't think it's Tom saying, hey, we need to get Byron Leftwich fired. I don't see him returning to the Bucks Now there's a question that, hey, the Bucks want him to come back. It's been leaked that they want him back. This could be a part of their appeasement plan to get Tom to return to, hey, we'll get you anything you want or need to get this offense up to snuff. That could be part of a plan. But another part was Byron Leftwich's inability to adapt. Now, talent on this roster, this talent won the Super Bowl, high firepower offense last year. Now, out as a you know, coach, offensive coordinator, 30 points last uh, year, year before, how they average, you know, 18 this year. Uh, to me, the biggest thing was the red zone inefficiency. Uh, and a lot of that to me was on Byron Leftwich. It was they get to the red zone and they fall. We saw what they were successful in this season. It was kind of the scripted plays. They'd get down, they kick a field goal, or they get to the opposite side of the 50, they punt, and I'm like, just go for it. Or the other successful was when Tom Brady ran the offense, and it was a no-hurry, huddle-up sort of offense. But sort of that second and third quarter, the offense was ugly for the most part. Byron Leftwich, uh, Leftwich's ability to not adjust in his fire, he's got to let up and mixed feelings. Some people view it as, hey, Tom Brady is should be the one to go. I think not. Maybe Tom Brady will go. I think he will. But Tom or Byron Leftwich, I don't think, adjusted this year to the personnel, to Leonard Fournette in his foot injury, uh, to utilizing Rashad White more. Uh, Earlier in the season, uh, you know, offensive line combinations also threw a wrench into it. But, you know, the game plan was basic. It was anemic. There was no motion. 
uh, it was just a tough offense to watch. Uh, and it was tough. It was a tough year for them. So now the question is, is Tom Brady done or is he going to a new team? Now I could see him coming back to the Bucks. To me, it's a very slim chance. But if their appeasement plan works, it can work because, hey, the family's still there in Florida, in Miami. So drives not as far. It's still a very weak division. So it's possible. To me, I would like to see him go to the Niners. Personally, I would love to see him go out with his home team. However, Brock Purdy continues to play out like he is. Obviously, that is not going to happen. But let's say Brock Purdy implodes against the Cowboys or have a championship game. In one of those big games, it's like, hey, with this team, do we get Brady for a year and just win it and say, hey, at least we got a ring of it, whatever happens, happens after that. Who knows? That's what I would like to see happen. Or I'd like to see him go with the Raiders. And there's a big drawback on the Raiders because you're facing Patrick Mahomes twice a year, Justin Herbert twice a year. However, Brandon Staley is a head coach, and I'll get to him in a minute because he's trash. But you have weapons. You, to me, you have more weapons on the Raiders than on Tampa. Tampa, you have Mike Evans, who I think is great, but the chemistry chemistry dropped off this year. He's always dinged or nicked. So is Chris Godwin. That's about it. That's their only two weapons. Julio Jones, always injured. They had no reliable tight end. Kate Auden had stretches, but he was a rookie. He made mistakes. So it was really Evans and Godwin. With the Raiders, and they had no running game. Mind you, the Raiders have Josh Jacobs, who just had a rushing title. They could run the ball a lot more. Uh, Devontae Adams, I'm sorry, he's one of the best wide receivers in football. No disrespect to Mike Evans. Darren Waller, clear upgrade over uh, any tight end over there. And then you got one of the best slot wide receivers in Hunter Renfro. So you've got very good talent. And not to tell you that the offensive line is better. Now, they got three pro bowlers in Tampa, Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wurst, Jack Mason. But a lot of them are dinged up and injured, and they can't run the ball. They can run the ball. There's familiarity there with Josh McDaniels. So I think the Raiders would be a very intriguing team, a very intriguing fit. Now, a lot of people are speculating the Raiders. Now, would Tom want to go to Vegas? I don't know. They said it was close to a done deal last time. Dana White with Gronk. Would Gronk come back to Las Vegas? I think being the party guy that he is, I think that is a very appealing option for him if he were to come back. Uh, Gronk has mentioned coming back if is the mindset's there. I think Tom, you know, part of his talking to his family, I think it's also talking to Gronk and saying, hey, if I come back for one more year, are you going to be in it with me? Are you going to wish wash out and, you know, stay retired, which he'll be fine with, but... Gronk and Tom Brady on the Raiders, I'm just saying that is a dynamite offense with lofty expectations. And then I think, hey, either Tom Brady can go out a champion, go out a winner at least, not a loser, eight and nine season, you go out as a loser. I'm sorry. Even though I love Tom Brady, can't say he went out as a winner this year. At least with the Raiders, it gives them a better chance. That's fun to watch, so who knows. Next up, Greg Roman resigns uh, from his position as offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. Very intriguing. He had one year left on his deal. 
been reported that he kind of told John that, you know, didn't wish to return and he's going. Uh, big credit there to reforming the offense of the Baltimore Ravens uh, to fit Lamar Jackson, who won his MVP, also worked with Colin Kaepernick. So he is able to tailor an offense around a star quarterback. Now, with him being gone, is Lamar Jackson going to be gone? I think he's done with the Ravens personally. His tweets that he brings out and stuff like that just make it seem like it's not going to work. Uh, again, Baltimore, if they trade him, I don't think they trade him to an AFC team. Very likely he goes to the NFC. Uh, unless an AFC team, you know, really, really uh, has a great offer. But if Tom Brady leaves the NFC South, I see an opening there in the South. And specifically, I see the Carolina Panthers as a fit for uh, Lamar Jackson. I think decent offensive line always can improve that. I think weapons uh, with DJ Moore and the running game that they have, kind of that hard-nosed running game, physical team, uh, you know, trade a Christian McCaffrey, and they could run the ball with Juba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. And on defense, I think it's a solid defense. They didn't trade any of their defensive pieces with Brian Burns. So they could have a solid retooling through the draft as well. Uh, very interesting to see, but I like a team in the NFC South, like the Carolina Panthers, to go out and get a deal done. I do. I think that'd be a great win uh, for them moving forward. I just do. Now I want to talk about Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley said that he felt like his job was never in jeopardy. Never felt that way. Now, you know, I guess there's a thing, you know, when, you know, at least, you know, there's a comfort when you don't feel like your job is in jeopardy. It's, you know, I have the stress or the anxiety, like, oh, I'm going to keep my job, however. I feel like in certain situations, it should be plausible to think that, hey, maybe this might be it. So to think that you blow a 27 to nothing lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars, to think that your job would never come into question is mind-boggling to me. To me, it's a travesty that he is still the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. He has shown complete and utter incompetence in coaching. He can't coach a lick. And the Chargers are cheapskates. Paying them 4 to $5 million to not coach when you could go out and get an alpha dog for 10 million. But they're cheapskates. They just ran, ran into the Rams arena. Ran to the Rams is what they did. Say, oh, we'll care an arena. We'll move to San Diego. Move away from our faithful fans to have a nice piece of your pie. That's what they did. I love Justin Herbert. I think he is a tremendous quarterback. I think he's number four in the league. I think he's great, but he is tied to a sorry organization in the Los Angeles Chargers and a sorry coach. Week 18, the five spot was guaranteed to go to the Chargers. They did not have to play at all that game. But Brandon Staley said, oh, we got to play to, you know, keep us going. What? Keep you going? You got Mike Williams, who's, I'm sorry, I like him. He's injury prone. 
injury prone, injury prone, injury prone, injury prone, injury prone. Now, why would you send a guy like that out there on the last meaningful game? Chances are, for an injury prone player, he's going to get injured. Guess what? Fractured his back in the game. Out. It's stupid. Meaningless. Meaningless football games. Now, you're lucky Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen didn't get hurt. Uh, but just dumb decisions he makes. If any, he's supposed to be this defensive guy, because with the Rams, he's a great defensive coordinator. He had a, you know, number one unit there. He got talent on this team. They got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and Asante Samuel and Derwin James. He can't coach a lick on defense. I'm sorry. This guy stinks. He can't coach. Nobody's got to call him out. He cannot coach. He should be gone. He should be sacked. Get him out of there. Travesty's still there. Travesty. Chargers will never learn, and the Chargers will never win. That's the motto. Never learn, never win. Now, another topic, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh returns. I think it was either this Monday, I believe it was this Monday, that Jim Harbaugh said he was returning. Uh, President, or with the school president, Santa uh, Ono, said that, hey, he's coming back. You know, we're going to work through something. Now, there's a lot of off-field issues. Matt Weiss with uh, a co-offensive coordinator with computer scandal issues and the level one violation of buying a kid a hamburger, which is a joke. But to me, it doesn't matter. It'll slap him on the wrist. Michigan's national championship hopes remain high. They should be ranked in the top three when the preseason rankings come out. They should be one of the favorites. Blake Corm's returning. Cornelius Johnson is returning. The bulk of his offensive line is returning. They dominated the transfer portal. A good recruiting class. Which, of course, a recruiting class won't really mean much this year. Uh, but next year it will, but I'm excited for Michigan again. Uh, very disappointing. I was at the Fiesta Bowl. Very sad for me, yes, sad for a lot of Michigan fans. But with Jim Harbaugh returning, I feel very good. And I just want to wrap up by saying, if, you have, nobody's have, if anybody hasn't watched it yet, I recommend watching Joey Bosa. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, went off on the refs. It was one of the funniest things I've listened to regarding sports and sports player interviews in a while. Joy Bo's had me crying. Uh, and I totally agree with him. I think the refs, uh, a lot lately, there's been some questionable calls, uh, things that seem obvious, at least on the television in real time. And I don't get with, you know, four guys officiating how it doesn't seem obvious to them out on the field. So I will leave it at that. I'm happy to be back. I will talk to you guys later. Hopefully not again in four weeks. Hopefully sooner than that. Bye, everybody.